Remember, kid, there's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered, but legends never die. Bronx Tale is a crime drama film released in 1993 and directed by Robert De Niro. A Bronx Tale follows the story of Collagero, a kid who's caught between a life of values from his father and a life in organized crime with a mob boss he befriends. The movie is available on Plex. Please consider watching this film before joining us for the discussion portion of the show. Spoiler alerts are ahead. Collagero is a nine-year-old boy who lives in an Italian neighborhood with his mother Rosina and bus driver father Lorenzo. One day, Collagero witnesses Sonny, a mob boss, murder a man after a confrontation with a friend. The police make Collagero point out who the murderer is, but he decides not to snitch. Grateful, Sonny befriends Collagero and helps him earn money at his bar. Lorenzo finds a wad of cash Collagero has collected over time. He returns the money to Sonny and alerts him to stay away from his son. Years later, now a teenager, Collagero involves himself with a gang. As racial tensions rise between the Italians and the blacks, Collagero meets an African-American girl named Jane. Jane agrees to go on a date with him. However, one day, Collagero and his gang beat down a group of African-Americans bicycling in their neighborhood, one of them being Jane's brother, Willie. Collagero does not involve himself in the beatings, but Willie accuses him anyways, causing Jane to cancel the date. Returning Sonny's car he had lent him for the date, Collagero reluctantly goes with his gang to Willie's neighborhood using Molotov cocktails in retaliation for vandalizing their hangout spot. On their way to the neighborhood, Sonny tracks down Collagero and orders him out of the car. Sonny confronts him and tells him a bomb had been planted in the hood of his car. Sonny allows him to leave as he realizes it couldn't have been him. Later that night, Collagero meets up with Jane and make amends. He heads back to Willie's neighborhood, but it's too late as a Molotov cocktail was thrown back into the car, igniting the vehicle and killing everyone inside. Realizing that Sonny saved his life by ordering him not to go with his gang, he heads back to Sonny's bar to thank him. At the bar, a man shoots and kills Sonny revealing that the person who shot Sonny was the son of the man Sonny killed earlier in the film. At Sonny's funeral, many are there to pay their respects, including Carmine, the man Sonny defended when he killed the other man. He informs Collagero that he will be filling in for Sonny for the time being. Lorenzo shows up as well to pay his respects, telling Sonny that he never disliked him, but he did resent him for making Collagero grow up too fast. The film ends with Collagero and Lorenzo leaving the funeral, as Collagero narrates that the saddest thing in the world is wasted talent. You know, we can't be having a movie review podcast without bringing up the great Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. It's about damn time we got it, man. And I will admit, I had not seen this movie up until recently, man. But there are parts of it that I did see. I just didn't know it was this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we're going to get right into it, man. So let's not waste any time. So welcome, everybody, to episode number 28. 28. Holy shit, brother. We're creeping up on 30. Yeah. Slowly there, slowly there, man. <laughs> Episode number 28 of Beer in a Movie with the Wee Side Boys. We're your host, fantastic as always. I'm Taking the Dominator. And I'm Danny. A Bronx Tale, brother. This was uh, a recommendation from a good brother of mine. We're going to get into the shout in a little bit. And like I mentioned, dude, yeah, I had not seen this one. And, uh, you, know, uh, you know, Raging Bull, Taxi Driver. Like Robert De Niro is known for 
like the greatest, some of it, some of it, not the greatest fucking films of all time. Yeah. You know, uh, Goodfellas, right? Uh, this one, dude, for whatever reason, I never got around to it, man. I'm really glad I did. This was a very enjoyable movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you got to say about this, bro? Uh, I have seen this movie probably 10 times, maybe 15 throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I first saw it, I want to say, when I was like in middle school. I was pretty young. I've always liked this movie. This is uh, kind of like the lesser known of the gangster films, mm-hmm. but it's still really good. It's very, I don't know. Um, it's got a lot of nostalgia for me. I kind of loop it or lump it in with Casino and Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. It's kind of mm-hmm. like the, like a distant third for me. Right on, right on. We're going to get into the movie, the characters, the plot, all that good shit. But all you should know by now, the discussion of the movie does not start without opening up some beer. So, brother, let me know what we're drinking tonight. Tonight, we are drinking a classic. We are drinking Corona Familiar. Fucking right. This beer was, uh, we were told by the gentleman that recommended this movie to drink these ones. So let's take mm-hmm. a swig, brother. It's mm-hmm. a hot day. Cheers, brother. Cheers. You know, mm. it says one quart. That's yeah. 32 fluid ounces, but I've never, never realized that, well, I guess in a beer that it's a quart, right? Like yeah. if, if you were to tell me uh, to drink a quart of milk, I'd be like, that's disgusting. <laughs> but a yeah. quart of beer is quite different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the good brother specifically said, make sure it's in the brown <laughs> bottles. Yeah. With, uh, well, you said 40s, but these aren't 40s, but They're close 30, enough. Yeah, I know 32. what you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so while you ponder off your uh, ranking for this, brother, it's time for everybody's favorite segment, dude. Story time with Tiki. Let's do this shit, brother. Let's do this! All right, the shout-out and story time with Tiki goes to the good brother. Jaime Arcos. Cheers, brother. It's been a fucking minute. Uh, Thank you so much for recommending this movie. And uh, to pair it up with the beer. Man, I have many, many fond memories of going to the Charger games with you, brother. Fuck, it's nothing but good times. And thank you for being a listener since uh, earlier on in like the early in season one, man. So cheers, I'm going to take a swig for that. Mm-hmm. All right, now, story time with Tiki. He gave me permission to tell this story, brother. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I asked him first, like, is it cool if I tell this one? And he said, he said, fuck yeah. <laughs> but he spelled it F-A-W-K. Nice. So he was like, he said, oh, hell yeah, fucking tell it, all right? So here we go, brother. Um, <laughs> so back in the day, dude, okay, don't judge me, people, but I was able to get my hands on some stuff, okay? Jaime was on house arrest at the time, so obviously he can't fucking leave the house. So he got me to get him shrooms, <laughs> okay? Oh, yeah, it's great, great experience, man. <laughs> um, I do miss it sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you. It's the colors, man. Fucking, they trip <laughs> me the fuck out. And, and Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, uh... Yeah, he starts tripping the fuck out, dude. And I, I used to be a massive, like, massive San Diego Chargers fan, mm-hmm. right? And I was wearing their jersey, the powder blue jersey. You know what I'm talking about, bro? Yeah, it's yeah. It's a baby blue colored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I was I was wearing that. And shout out to my good brother, man. Uh, AZ, Alonzo Zayas, man. Cheers to you, brother. Hope you're, you and the family are well. But he, he told me, he's like, hey, man, I miss tripping the fuck out, dude. He keeps complaining that your, your shirt is tripping him out. So he's like, go up to him, but make like go up to him all fucking crazy. <laughs> so like, imagine you know like uh, in Ace Ventura, dude. Yeah. When he's like, he's sneaking. He's in the bathroom, <laughs> but he's trying to sneak out. Yeah, he does yeah. that little. Yeah, yeah, I went up to him like that, but times ten, like all crazy. And then I just started fucking yelling, dude, and he took off running, cause the the jersey tripped him the fuck out, dude. Uh-huh. 
But yeah, it was fucking hilarious, man. Sorry about that, dude. I was just told to do it. You know, everybody was laughing at him. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jaime. But it was a good fucking story, man. <laughs> so cheers to you, my friend. Cheers. Mm-hmm. Don't do shrooms, anyone. Mm. <laughs> if you are, make sure you're hydrated and do it in a safe environment. <laughs> All right. All right, brother. So let's rank this beer, huh? Let's do it. All right. What do you, what do you got, man? Why don't you go first? Mm, I've had this beer quite a few times over the years. Uh, I didn't know it existed for the longest time. I think the first time I had it was like 2018. Mm-hmm. But I've always really enjoyed it. This beer is really good. It's better than the traditional yeah. Corona. I don't know if it's because it's in a brown bottle and the regular ones in the like the clear glass bottle. So maybe mm-hmm. it makes it taste skunkier. But this beer is really solid. Probably one of my favorite Mexican beers. I would give this one a four out of five. Fuck yeah. Nice, brother. For me, I'm going to give this beer solid three stars out of five. Uh, If you're going to drink Corona, people, please make sure you don't drink it in the clear bottle. Let's say you're going to like take it to the beach or something Mm. like that. The sun's rays will fuck up the beer as it goes straight through the glass, uh, the clear bottle. Trust me, there is a difference. If you're going to take Corona to the beach, make sure it's this one in the brown bottle. The beer will taste uh, better long long term, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. yeah. So please do so. But three stars out of five for me. Another swig right here, and we'll get into a Bronx Tale. Cheers, brother. Cheers. All right, brother. Like I mentioned, a Bronx Tale. One of Robert De Niro's uh, another crime film. It's a fucking safe bet, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are going to get quality when you when you see Robert De Niro in a film, dude. That is as safe as a bet you can have when it comes to a movie. If Robert De Niro's in it, it's going to be good. Mm, I don't know about his later years there. You're thinking about what, Bad Grandpa? Or no, not oh, Bad I Grandpa. I haven't seen that. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It With was... Johnny Knoxville? Uh, no. That that's. I think that is the actual Bad Grandpa. But no, I'm thinking of, what the hell was it? Uh God, he's been in some real stinkers. Really? As of lately. Yeah, he's like... I I didn't know. Oh, God. Bad. I don't remember. Anyways. Yeah, so it's not always a guarantee. (laughs) I would say up until uh, the 2000s, it's a guarantee. Okay. Yeah, okay. Let's go from that, (laughs) right? 2000s and below. Safe bet. It's a pretty solid movie. Mm -hmm. All right? So let's get into the premise of A Bronx Tale. It's a kid. Unusual name. Collagero. Uh, he is a kid who is brought up with values from his father named Lorenzo, who's played by Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. And he grows up and he just wants to, he's like really interested in this like mob life because he sees Sonny played by Chaz Palminteri. And he just like, he mimics him all the time. And like, he, he looks like a, like a big deal, yeah. you know, and he befriends him. And so he's in between a life of values and a life with organized crime. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get into uh, I already mentioned like the, the, the characters on here. Lorenzo already mentioned is played by Robert De Niro. Sonny is played by Chaz Palminteri. Uh, Lilo Brancato is the name of the the kid who plays Collagero. And uh, man, I, I read some shit about him that like 10 years ago he went to jail. Really? Yeah, for like oh, yeah, attempted yeah. murder or something. I don't know if he was the one doing attempted murder or he was with someone who attempted uh-huh. murder. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucked up shit right there. I think he's out now. Mm. And I think he's trying to start a uh, an acting career once again. Mm. But I've never even heard of him. 
until this movie. I think I've seen him in some things, but I'm not sure. Okay. The last character I want to bring up is Jane, played by, by a woman named Terrell Hicks. I'm going to say it right now. Easily, she was the only one that I did not like performance-wise in this movie. Hmm. None of her lines to me seemed very, like, it sounded so, like, fucking forced. And, like, <laughs> she couldn't, she didn't execute her lines one fucking bit. Yeah. Do you agree with me, dude? Yeah, I would they, say. They were not convincing one fucking bit. She, well, I mean, I haven't seen anything from her since. I mean, maybe she has become an actress since then. But, yeah, uh, yeah she was very amateur. Yeah, you I, could tell. I, I don't care if this was even her first one. Uh-huh. They could have gotten someone better, in my opinion. Yeah, she was like the, what, Sofia Coppola. Uh, just added in there, and uh-huh. nobody knows why. Maybe she was the director's daughter, which don't I mean... <laughs> crucify me, man. But I have never seen any of the Godfather movies. Yeah, I know. Um, fuck, I know you wouldn't get that reference, but no, yes. I know she she was shit in the movie. Yeah, right? Godfather I... three. Yeah, she yeah. was like uh, lampoon for being pretty terrible. <laughs> did she get a Razzie? I Probably know. did. Then huh? I don't remember. All right, fuck you, man. All right, so let's get into this movie, bro. Plot wise, you ready to go? Mm-hmm. All right. So, the older uh, Collagero, he's the one that's narrating everything. So, this is 1960s uh, New York. Yeah. Funny little depiction of how, like, uh, men are in New York, right? Mm-hmm. They're really, like, kind of fucking rude, honestly. <laughs> you know? Like, you see the guy that's in the in the car. He yeah. tells the, girl, the woman, get the fuck in the car, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. It's so like, but at, at the same time, because, like, when I think of, like, uh, like, Italians, like, in New York, I think of them like that. Yeah. Just like really, oh, uh, I'm going to bring up really quickly uh, the 25th hour, mm-hmm. uh, Edward Norton. Yeah. Uh, you know how he has that like five minute monologue where he's just talking shit about like all the different uh, stereotypes? Yeah, like I vaguely remember. Yeah. So like the the stereotypes that he talked about in that movie are like perfectly fit in a Bronx tale. Mm. Yeah. So that's a little callback there. <laughs> all right. Go out of here and check out the 25th hour, guys. Edward Norton's fucking amazing. All right. So we're going to get into the introduction to Sonny, man. And he he's even narrating uh narrating that that everybody treated him like a god, you know. And he he looks like a fucking badass dude with the suit, yeah, and everything. He he looks like like a hot shot, you know what I mean? And an introduction now to Lorenzo, who is the bus driver played by Robert De Niro, like I mentioned before. Um, you know, Collagero is like uh he's like he when he's a kid, dude, he's like riding the bus with his dad mm-hmm. and uh yeah, so the, the, we're gonna get to the scene where he's um, he tells him or he drops him off at home, right? And he says, says, "All right, go upstairs." But instead of going upstairs, he tries to go to the back of like this uh, bar yeah. or slash restaurant where his mom comes in, tells mm-hmm. him like to get up there. But it's like from an early age, you just knew like he was drawn to Sonny. It was something about how badass he looked that he just wanted to know more of him. Yeah, you know, I think it was very similar to Goodfellas, right? Mm-hmm. When um, Henry Hill. He was like fascinated as a kid. He wanted to be a gangster. It's kind of the same with Collagio. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's an interesting name, huh? Collagio. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I, I, don't know I, if I'm I believe it. I believe Chaz Palmentari's real name is Collagio. Okay. Yeah, so maybe they got it off of him. Hmm. Stuff like that. Yeah, we're gonna get into a dinner scene. I like this dinner scene because like uh, Collagio's mom tells Lorenzo. <laughs> so he was up. Uh, he was looking at the like the restaurant area. Yeah, know? yeah. And so like. I like how, like, he uh, Lorenzo tries to be stern with him, but he's also, like, really lovable at the same time. Yeah. You know? I, I don't know. I just really, I just, I don't know. He just seems like a real, like, lovable character. Like, yeah. a, like a good man. A good, honest man. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I like the the banter, the joking. The kid was like, "What did he, he lied to him?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "You just lied to me." He's like, "Well, I took my shot." <laughs> yeah. and, and Lawrence is like, "Yeah, what can I say? He took he took a shot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One thing I want to mention, dude, is that uh, you know the kids are mimicking Sonny and like the henchmen, uh-huh. like everything they do. I thought yeah. it was a cool little scene mm-hmm. that everything they did, like they fucking did it too, because. And it, and it makes sense, like, later on in the movie when they're they're all grown up and shit. Mm. Yeah. And so, dude, I did mention that I hadn't seen this movie. There are parts that I, I did see. I just didn't know it was this movie. This is one of them, is the kids being racist to the to the kid in the bus. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where, dude, but I saw that scene. I just had no idea that it was this movie. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah, just... And this is like the way to explain that the the racial tension is going on mm. in this little Italian neighborhood. Yeah. And shit like, like that. Uh, yeah. And then Lorenzo gets upset. He tells him to fucking like, like, what the fuck are you doing? And, now, and then and then it gets into the scene where Sonny fucking kills the person. Right. Yeah. Where Sonny kills the man. So you don't really see like, like what's going on. Because they, they said that it was like over a parking spot. Obviously, it wasn't. Mm. excuse me holy shit <laughs> get a swig right there brother cheers yeah hmm. they uh they kind of just get alerted because they the tires screech right and then the guy that's driving the car in the front he gets out with a bat and he's yeah. like he's like get the fuck out and he starts hitting the windshield and shit yeah and then sonny comes up and guns him down yeah dude and then you you can see for a little bit who the person is mm. right you saw him did you see him, dude, like right away? No, I didn't. I did. I, I like I immediately knew who it was, too. More okay. of that a little later. But you see the person in the car, and then uh, Sonny shoots him and fucking takes off. All right? Uh, and then I, I thought this was like, uh, not a flaw, but like a nitpick. It's like, they see that, that fucking, like, this shit happened, right? Someone got killed. And then, like, the cops immediately go to the fucking house, like, not even two minutes later. It's like, how yeah. the fuck did they get there so quickly? How yeah. do they know what exact like apartment he lives in? That's true. Yeah, I don't know. They they don't really specify how long it took, but yeah, it does seem like it's two seconds later. Yeah. And they know his name. Yeah. I'm guessing it's because they say that they saw C C witness it. So then the people in the neighborhood snitched on him to snitch, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> I don't it, know. it could be, dude, but I just thought, I, I remember I first watched it, I said, how the fuck did they get there so quick? Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, who did they question in order for them to get to the yeah. house so fucking fast? Exactly. Yeah, I, nah, I didn't like that part. No yeah. disrespect to Robert De Niro. Mm-hmm. He's a fucking legend, but no, didn't like that scene. Yeah, it's super convenient, too. And yes. since it was a crime committed by Sonny, everybody in that neighborhood is either afraid of him or loves him. Mm-hmm. And who the hell is really going to, like, help the police or talk to them, right? Yeah, and, that. And that brings us to our next scene, right? Where yes, where they they tell them right who they line up uh, Sonny and his henchmen, mm-hmm. and the the cop tells him, "You're right. Who? Which one of these was the person?" Yeah, and he ends up like not snitching on anyone, mm-hmm. and yeah, and that's what the, like that's how Sonny like befriends Collagero, mm-hmm. and then he offers him like a job basically too. Yeah, yeah, and then, not even just him, but he even offers Lorenzo a job. Yeah, and he and he declines it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That that's some shit though, man. I gotta say, like, if you're like a little kid, and you're just drawn to like uh, someone like Sonny, and then you don't rat him out, and he befriends you like that. Yeah, yeah. So like he he ends up going to like this bar 
the that Sonny owns or whatever. And then did you notice it, dude, that when they're playing like dice, they're rolling dice and shit like that? Uh Collagero like wins a couple games. Yeah. And like you see Sonny like kissing him on the cheek because he's so happy <laughs> that he won. Yeah. So it's like he's starting to treat him like a like a son now. Yeah. It doesn't really mention, but it's assumed that Sonny doesn't have any children of his own. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And the reason what I was gonna say, dude, is that I remember like when I would take Damien to play golf, yeah. mini golf, and he did a hole in one. I did the same thing. <laughs> I kissed him. I was like so happy for him and shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So he's like showing that exact exact same expression to like being proud of him, you know, just for winning like a little fucking roll game of dice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nice little uh detail there. I don't know if you picked it up. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Mm. I wanna get into like uh this scene also where like because uh, Collagero makes it to a point like he'll never fucking snitch on anyone, mm-hmm. right? So then he goes to confession. <laughs> but even in confession, he doesn't snitch. Yeah. <laughs> I like that scene, dude. That's a nice way. That's another like brilliant way to tell like, yeah, I'll never fucking snitch on anyone. Yeah. You know, it's like, because he said, he's like, I love confession. It's like starting <laughs> over I think for like fucking up, you know? I think my favorite part was when he's joking around too because- he like says like, oh, you know, I did this, that. I saw somebody get murdered and didn't say anything. And then he's like, wait, what was that? Yeah. Back up, right? Yeah. And then he's like, uh, he explains to the priest and the priest's like, all right, say five, you know, our fathers and two Hail Marys. He's like, that's it? Damn, uh, murder rap ain't that bad, huh? And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, I also want to bring up this one part, dude, is that uh, he he tells them because one one thing I forgot to mention was that Collagero and Lorenzo, one of their like a pastime of theirs is like is a uh, is baseball, mm-hmm. right? He says that like oh Mickey Mantle this Mickey Mantle that right, and then because like baseball is like a pastime for them, that's something they both enjoy. Yep, because he would take them to the games. But then, um, Sonny tells them like 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 Mickey Mantle doesn't care about you. Why should you care about him? Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's some shit right there, bro. Because <laughs> That would have been like him telling me like, like Tony Gwynn doesn't give a fuck if you, if you fucking like lose or anything because he was like my yeah. fucking hero, uh-huh. you know. And I said that's true. He doesn't yeah. know me. Yeah, it's true. Why should I give? Why should my day be ruined when they fucking lose a game? Mm-hmm. You know, he's still rich as fuck. I'm not. So and then because of that, dude, like he doesn't uh, like care about the Yankees anymore. Yep. So Sonny had no idea that he had fucked up like a pastime from. Uh, Collagero and and Lorenzo, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's like he knocked some sense into him and shit like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna uh, get to the scene where Lorenzo finds the water cash, mm-hmm. right? And then he confronts Sonny about it, dude. Uh, man, they really made it seem that like uh, like being a bus driver ain't shit, huh? Because like they're like, oh, how do you? How does it make me feel that my kid has more money than I do? Or well, that I make and shit like this that. This is what, 68 or? That's, yeah. That's way the fuck back then. Yeah. So the bus driver probably makes like, fuck, what was it? Like 50 cents an hour or some shit? Fuck. Maybe like a dollar. So his his weekly pay is probably like, you know, 60 bucks or some shit. So if he finds a wad of 150, mm-hmm. it's like, goddamn, that's that's a lot of money. Yeah. And then the the mom was even like, because she's like, uh, yeah. He's like, oh, let's let's think about this. Mm-hmm. It's like, bitch, like you don't want him near him, like any like fucking like a mob boss, and you're yeah. wondering to keep the fucking money. Yeah, <laughs> it's like what the fuck. I guess do you like want? in today's economy, that would be like finding a wad of like ten thousand dollars or some mm-hmm. shit, maybe a little less, but yeah, you'd be like, I wouldn't want to give it back either, right? Yeah, 
I like the um I like the dialogue that Lorenzo and Sonny had. Mm-hmm. Like it, to me, it felt like I was like a fly on the wall, having yeah. two people just fucking converse with each other about, hey man, like this is my kid, you stay fucking away from my kid. Yeah. But it was like uh, without getting like any like anything like physically, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just thought like the and then I also like how he's like uh, Sonny was like Claudio like wait outside. He's like yeah, you don't talk to my son. He's my son. Claudio go outside. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like it's like he's my son. I will fucking tell him what. Yeah, to do. they're they're competing here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Lorenzo, he's kind of the traditional American father. He's he's standing up for the working man, yeah. hardworking, honest living, and Lorenzo. Lorenzo, is that? Oh, did I say? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, fuck! Now I lost my train of thought. Uh, the hardworking man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the blue collar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyday man, right? Yeah. So he is on one side of the spectrum. And Sonny, on the other side, he's the one that is all about himself and, and you know, striking fear in everybody's hearts mm-hmm. and controlling everybody. So th- it's like duality here. And they're both fighting for C. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then he, like, uh, Collagero gets, like, uh, upset. He even starts crying because he, he tells him, you're not allowed to see uh, Sonny yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. And he even, like, slaps him. And it's tough, but it's actually necessary, man. Because he's he's like he's the working man. He says the working man is the tough guy, not yeah. this fucking guy. And then here here's one I'm gonna point out right now, bro. There's a fucking flaw, <laughs> but we're gonna get into it though. All right. Because uh, Collagero's narrating, right? Yeah. And he says, "Sonny and my father never spoke again." Mm-hmm. So if you're narrating this shit, it has to be true. Okay. Okay. So let's keep that in mind. Okay. Sonny and my father never spoke again. That's bullshit. <laughs> As the movie keeps going forward, but then we get into the flash forward. This is now. Uh, years later, Collagero is now a um a teenager. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's seen like betting, right at the horse tracks and shit, mm-hmm. right? And dude, I just gotta say, dude, the casting in this was great, dude, because the the guy that plays Collagero, the teenager, Lilo Brancato, he t- am I tripping, dude, or does he fucking have like does he actually kind of resemble fucking Robert De Niro a little bit? Yeah, you could, dude. He he to me, he looked like a real young Jake LaMotta. Yeah. Yeah, you could. I thought the casting decision here was fucking like on point, man. Mm-hmm. It was fucking nice. And then I like how they they transition, right? Because you see Lorenzo when he grew up as a kid, and he's like kind of like soft spoken and everything. And then he's losing at the bet at the horse tracks. And then one of the, one of like Sonny's henchmen says, "Hey, I got a nice bet coming on for the next one." He says, "Fuck off." <laughs> That's like a great way of telling. Oh, I'm not this like sweet little kid anymore. Now yeah. he, he's he's like fucking telling these same people he grew up with it to fuck off yeah well everything. it's it's the guy that's super unlucky yeah the guy that always loses yeah mm. <laughs> i just thought it was a great way to <laughs> hey like, i'm not a kid anymore and he's telling him to fuck off yeah <laughs> you could tell he, yeah you could tell he's one of the guys because in that earlier scene when they were doing the um when they're doing the dice rolls mm-hmm. Sonny tells that guy, that same guy, to fuck off and pretty much go hide in the bathroom, right? Yeah. So, so at this point, we kind of know which side C is taken. Yep. 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 And then uh, we're gonna now we're gonna get to uh, Collagero's friends, who are the 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 gang that he associates himself mm-hmm. with, right? Yeah. And it's like this is like the new generation of uh, uh, of just like the mobsters, kind of mm-hmm. right? They're even dressed all fucking fancy with the suits, the hat, yeah. and shit. They act the same way, like they see two girls and they're like yelling from across the street mm. and shit like that. And then while you see this, you see like a few black men in a car driving by yeah. to create the tension. 
Because at this point, like, uh, in this Italian neighborhood, like, the Italians and the blacks don't like each other. Yeah. And shit like that. Uh, and then he gets a ride with Lorenzo. And this is the introduction to Jane. All right? She's in the bus, the same bus that Lorenzo's driving. Mm-hmm. And, dude, when when he looks at her, dude, I got this, um, like, uh, not, not to get, like, comedy and shit like this. Because it's, like, a serious uh, moment. But you know, in Wayne's world, when he when Wayne sees Cassandra for the first time, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like Dreamweaver song thing, it could have been that, dude. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. That's what it reminded me of. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is the introduction to Jane, um, and then I I like the whole uh, conversation that uh, Collage wrote. Oh, because like I, at this point now he goes by C. Yeah. Yeah, and then he tells him like, why can't you call me C like everybody else? He says, I named you C because of your grandfather. Yeah. Okay, and then drops him off, and then this is this is what I meant was like the cool conversation it was actually uh, Collagero and Sonny mm-hmm. because he Sonny gives him like advice and he tells him that it's better to be feared than respected, right? And like fucking on cue, this is where the scene with the bikers show up. You mean right? it's better to be feared than loved? Oh yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he demands right. respect also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this is where the bikers come in, dude. Yeah, All right. So these bikers, I, I, for some reason, dude, I thought they were gonna be like in the, in the movie, like a little longer. I thought they were like at the end, they were gonna come in and like fuck them up or something like that. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I was for whatever reason, I was waiting for them to come back okay. for some reason. No, but yes, uh, these 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 assholes on the motorcycle, kind of like this asshole over here that fucking drives like <laughs> that revs his fucking sons of anarchy. Yeah, he thinks he's one of the sons of anarchy, <laughs> right? Tons yeah. of anarchy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so these bikers they show up and they're really fucking rude, but like they're they don't. Uh, am I tripping, dude? Or did they say like they didn't? Uh, like, is it like a dress code or whatever? They were just they didn't want to give them the beer at first. Um, I forgot exactly why, but it's because they're loud and rowdy. Mm-hmm. They yeah. they storm in and uh, they're just they're just disrespectful. Yeah, and then uh, it was so dope how like um, Sonny was just like, is there a problem here? And then. He says, oh, no, we just want some beers. We're, that's all we want. And he goes, mm. okay, you seem like gentlemen. Give them the beers. And they say thank you and everything. And then they start fucking pouring the beer on the old guy. Yeah, they yeah. spray it on the bartender. Dude, and then I just thought it was so sick how, like, Sonny never lost his cool, but then wow. he, like, locks the door. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, dude. I knew that was that was so fucking gangster, dude. Yeah, he's like, now you can't leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was so sick. So then Sonny and his henchmen, they fuck up the bikers. Mm-hmm. That was so fucking dope. And that's like, uh, and he even tells one of the guys after they're done beating their ass, he's like, I'm the one that did this. You remember me? Yeah. Fuck, that was so dope. And that that's, that was just so sick how he tells them it's better to be feared than loved. Mm-hmm. And then this happens to like fucking like put a stamp on it. <laughs> yeah. So fucking sick. That, that was maybe one, if not my favorite scene in the movie, dude. Okay. It's a fucking great scene, man. Love it. And then we're going to get into Claudio and his friends. They get guns fucking idiot and then Sonny sees it and he gets fucking mad yeah he like slaps the kid right i think they were real slaps too man <laughs> they looked like they really connected yeah, uh-huh. yeah. so I, I like this shit dude because it's like it's like Sonny has fucking killed a man with mm-hmm. a gun yeah and he sees that collagero is getting involved with guns now and he's telling him like you're a fucking idiot you basically you know it's like hey man i've seen you fucking kill someone with a gun but you're telling me not to be around guns because it's like because it's the same way as like a father would be telling his son that he wants him to be better in all aspects of life. 
Yes. You know? Yeah, he's definitely taking on a more fatherly role. Like, mm-hmm. he, he knows that he's a gangster, and he doesn't want that life for C. Mm-hmm. So he's, at least at this point in the movie, we're kind of, we're kind of led to believe that, oh, you know, he's, he's stepping up and he doesn't even want C to be a gangster anymore. Like he wants yeah. to shield him kind of like, like his real father. Yes. It, I, it's fucking great. Dude. It may, it may be, be a little like, like hypocritical, mm-hmm. but I understand dude. Cause you want your kid to be the best. Like in yeah. anything, you don't want him to be like really following your footsteps, especially mm. like if you're like a mobster. Yeah. You know? So it's it's a, it was a great scene. I really did like it. And then we go into um, to me this was like a little like homage to Raging Bull because they go to like a box a boxing event, right? Mm. Lorenzo and and Calagero. Uh, by the way, I I know no one really cares for like shots and stuff like that, uh, cinematography wise. But the scene where the boxing ring is in the back and they come up with the on the stairs with uh-huh. their popcorn. Fuck, that is mwah, a beautiful fucking shot right there, bro. <laughs> I didn't notice it. Fuck, go back. It's perfect, dude. Right. If any like uh, people care about cinematography, go back and watch that. Robert De Niro knows what the fuck he's doing, dude. Okay. That did you did you get a uh, raging bull? Like uh... <sighs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because earlier in the movie when they were having the dinner scene when he was still a, a boy, mm-hmm. they were talking about steak. Yeah, he's like, I don't want steak. That reminded me of Raging Bull. You remember the scene mm. where he's like, bring it over here. It's a piece of taco. Bring it over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. But... yeah. Okay. Let me take a swig for that. Bro. That, was, that was dope. Do <laughs> that again, dude. That was cool. <laughs> All right. Swig for the good man right there. Uh, that's brother. one of my favorite scenes. Dude. I love that scene. He's such an <laughs> asshole. It's so fucking funny. Yep. So no, next scene, brother, we're going to go to Jane at school where Claudio Caesar. Um... It's like, I don't know what the fuck, dude. It's like, he sees her for the first time on the bus. Mm-hmm. Did they not know? Did he not know that they were also going to the same school? Like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? Bit of a flaw here. Okay. But I don't know. But he sees her and he says, oh, I got it. He tells the guys because he doesn't want his uh, his gang to know that he is like crushing on this uh, African-American girl, right? Mm-hmm. So he fakes. He tells him, oh, I got to take a test. He's like, fuck the test. <laughs> <laughs> fuck the test. He goes, ah, I already fucked up last week. I got to take it. Yeah, and yeah. He, he, he lies to them just so that he can go and talk with Jane. Uh-huh. And yeah, again, dude, her her lines were fucking horrible. Yeah. Never were, They were never fucking convincing t- to me, dude. They <sighs> they almost seemed like there was like, I, I, I fuck, I'm just like, if I'm Robert Dino, I'd be like, cut. You got to fucking do better than that. You know, <laughs> she none must, of the fucking lines were good, bro. I'm she used... must have been a friend or something because, yeah, she definitely she's not an actress by nature, I guess, because, uh-huh. yeah, her, her lines are pretty. It's like it'd be like if you or I were trying to act. Uh-huh. So it was very she doesn't have a whole lot of range. Let's put it that way. right? Yeah. I don't know who's like the worst actor, like mm. her or Tommy Wiseau, dude. <laughs> Fuck. That's a little bit harsh. <laughs> I don't know about that. dude. OK, dude. Fuck. <laughs> yeah okay I, yeah you're right she she got in a robert de niro film who am i to say yeah i would say <laughs> i would say i'm compared to tommy was i'm a fucking better actor than that dude jesus <laughs> like I, I would be pretty confident that i could do better yes <laughs> all right let's continue so he's he ends up uh asking her on a date mm-hmm. and he has her uh walking her home yeah, yeah and while he's walking her home you can see again the men that were in the car the, mm-hmm. the the black men in the car right yeah. they did the drive by they were again they see, you see them again like driving by in the car and then because like it would be fucking like wrong for them right for him especially to be walking her to their neighborhood yeah right so that's where he like 
he's like, oh, I'm going to like kind of like, oh, I'm going to drop you off right here. Mm-hmm. And then he fucking goes back. And then they throw shit at him, right? Somebody threw a fucking glass at him or something? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, motherfucker, you don't, you don't fucking go there. <laughs> mm. This beer is really good. Mm-hmm. I'm, um, I'm, I'm feeling al- it, brother. I'm already almost done. Are you? Yeah. Oh, shit, I'm halfway there, dude. Yeah. All right. And then we're going to get to the next scene, dude. This is uh, the scene where like the there's these uh, black men um, bicycling in the neighborhood. They're uh-huh. in the wrong part of the neighborhood. They're yeah. in the Italian part of the neighborhood. Yep. And uh, Collagero's buddy, one of them, he he's just like a natural fucking racist prick, <laughs> huh? He he, because Collagero even says like, "Hey man, they didn't. They're not fucking doing anything to you. Yeah, Why are you, you know what? What are you mad at them? Mm-hmm. And fuck, dude, he fucking while while one of them is riding by, he fucking goes by and fucking left hook. Yeah, and they hey, fucking nice bump by the by the fucking stunt double right there, dude. Nice. That was a nice bump. It looked pretty good, <laughs> you know. And then they they end up like uh, beating the shit out of uh, out of the guys that were bicycling. Mm-hmm. One of them being Willie, that is Jane's friend, uh, brother. Yeah, they don't know it at the time. Yeah, well, they don't know it at the time. Excuse me, holy shit! Like I said, the beer's creeping up, bro. <laughs> but Collagero, uh, he doesn't like involve himself in the beatings, dude. He even tells like we we didn't know it's it's Willie, right? We don't know it's him yet. But he tells him, hey, fucking stay down, dude. Yeah. But his his friends, man, they just fucking go all out. And then uh, you also see, like, the neighbors saying, like, hey, man, the fucking cops are coming. And yeah. then they all take off and yep. shit. But his piece of shit, like, racist prick friend still fucking wants to fuck them up, you know? Yeah, they got a lot of hate in their heart. I do, man. And, dude, okay. And then it goes, we're going to the next scene right here, but I, <laughs> let me know if you if you picked on this, okay? Okay. So this is a scene where Kalajiro and Sonny are having a conversation about Jane, mm-hmm. right? So, obviously, we fucking know that at this time, it's like the 1960s, uh-huh. especially during, like, the racial tensions and shit like that. Yeah. Collagero asked Sonny, would it be okay if he were uh, to date Jane because she's a colored woman? Mm-hmm. Where Sonny says, like, I, I don't see the problem. Like, why would that be a problem? Yeah. While, while he's explaining to him, while they're having this whole conversation, they're in Sonny's car, and he's reversing the whole fucking way to his restaurant or his bar. Uh-huh. Did you catch that? I did, but I forgot. I was kind of like, I wasn't fully paying attention during this part uh-huh. because I was doing other things. But um, I do remember, and there's a reason why he does it. I just can't remember right at this moment. Okay. Because like for directorial purposes, uh-huh. shot wise, this was fucking brilliant, man. Mm-hmm. It's a great shot. Yeah. But for looking at it like a logical sense, why the fuck are you reversing to your destination? And it's like really short. It's like really short too. Uh huh. You could have just walked there. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe that's why. Maybe he just wanted to reverse all the way. I don't remember. But what I did like about this scene is when he tells him his test for the car test. Yeah, the car test. Yes. It's uh, one of my favorite parts of this movie because I actually had heard this scene before I ever saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a band called the Ataris, I think, unless I'm remembering wrong, but one of their songs. Their intro, much like one of our intros, mm-hmm. they ha- the whole clip is this scene when he says the test, mm. and I just I thought that was such an awesome bit to yeah. put, and it's yeah. it's it's a good it's a good scene. Yeah, it is. So the car test is so when they go on the date, mm. uh, Sonny wants him to lock the doors, yeah, both doors, go, mm-hmm. to both lock both doors, and to go around to open her door, mm-hmm. and if she reaches over and, and opens. 
his door. Uh, his door, mm-hmm. like unlocks it. Yeah. Then she's the keeper. Yeah. Right. So let's keep that in mind, okay? Yeah. So now to compare and contrast, bro. So now Collagero and Lorenzo are having the conversation about Jane, and Lorenzo says, "Well, you can't get a white girl." It's like, mm. what the fuck, dude? So like, this is this makes for like an interesting like character study, dude, because the the hardworking man, right, the everyday man, the white yeah. collar man. Mm-hmm. Gives him, in my opinion, the fucking wrong answer. Yeah, it's true. Like, what the fuck is this? But like the 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 bad man, the feared man, the mob boss gives uh-huh. him the answer of like, what, like what's wrong with that? What it, who cares if she's colored? Well, we could look deeper into this, right? So yeah. His father, his real father, he's the hardworking, good man. He does everything by the book, and at this time, it was taboo to have interrelationship. Mm-hmm. Relationship. So it. He's very hard-headed in that respect. And Sonny, he's the one that's looking out for himself. Yeah. He wants to do whatever he wants. So if he wants this, then he's going to take that, right? So yeah. it fits in both of their personalities why Sonny would be like, yeah, I don't see a problem with that. Fuck it. Do what your heart tells you. Yeah. And his dad is like, well, why can't you find a white girl or an Italian girl, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. I, but I just thought like for, as a character study, yeah. it was just so fucking great. Mm-hmm. Like, Wow. Just like the the differences, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're showing you that it's black it's not black and white, right? There's mm-hmm. there's pros and cons to both sides. And not yes. not everybody's perfect. Yes. So let's fast forward now to what was supposed to be the date between Jane excuse me, and Collagero. <laughs> Three burbs in one fucking podcast, bro. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Might be a record. I don't know. So yes, the date between uh Jane and Collagero uh gets cancelled because we end up finding out that Willie is Jane's brother uh-huh. and he was part of the of the beatings and shit like that. And and Collagero even says, like, hey man, like I like I, w- I didn't do anything. I was there to protect you, man. And he's well, like, he, I didn't first, fuck you. he first starts off lying. He lying. He says yeah. he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he fucked himself already right there. Yeah. And then she's like, Well, my brother says you, or yeah, she says, My brother says you were there. And that's when he comes out. And that's mm-hmm. when he changed his story to be like, all right, I was there, but I didn't do shit. Yeah. So it's like, how is she going to believe him, right? He's already lying. Yeah. He and He's like, I even saved you. Mm-hmm. And then he calls him the N-word, dude. Ugh. And he's like remorseful right away. But fuck, yeah. there's no excuse for that, dude. Yeah. That is the most fucked up thing you can say to someone. Mm-hmm. You know? So obviously there, the fucking, uh, it gets canceled. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> yeah, it gets fucking canceled. <laughs> right? <laughs> Again, dude, I still, I, I know, I'm going to bitch about this the entire time, dude. But Jane's character fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> like, she, the way she was mad here didn't convince me one fucking bit. Yeah. And then even, uh, we'll get into that a little later, dude, when they fucking make amends. And mm-hmm. I put that in quotes, bro. Amends. <laughs> like, what the fuck, dude? How did she get this fucking job, dude? <laughs> so because of this, dude, uh, you can't do no car tests anymore. Obviously, without the... Uh, Oh, without the date. So he drops off the car to Sonny. Oh, because I did mention that Sonny was even cool enough to lend him the car. Yeah. Yeah. And Sonny doesn't do that to anybody, but he ends up doing it for Collagero. Mm-hmm. That's fucking dope. Right? So he drops off the car. And then what ends up happening, right, dude? It's like it's like he he goes with his friends, right? Yeah. To to go to, they get into the car. To the, They're going to get the Molotov cocktails, right? They already have them because he's like, what's that smell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then he's so okay. I, I might be remembering shit wrong here, but the fucking does Sonny confront him in the car or after? Like, because because they 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 go because they vandalize their hangout spot, right? 
Uh-huh. So they're like, oh, we're going to go fuck up the, the neighborhood with these yeah. cocktails. Yeah. So he goes in the car, but then like Sonny finds him. Yeah. Right. And then he tells him to get out. And then he tells him like, like, what the fuck did you do? Where did you go when you took my car? He's uh-huh. like, oh, I dropped off Jane and then went around and I came back. And he says that a fucking a bomb was planted on the hood of his car. He said it was like underneath or something, right? Like mm-hmm. he said uh, there was something weird under the hood. Yeah. 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 So we don't know this yet, but he fucking saved his life right there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because more shit happens later on. But this, bro, this is where I said earlier in the podcast that this was a fucking flaw. Okay. Because, um, so Sonny, like he, he fucking, he like rattles him, dude. Right. And he fucking starts crying and shit. Claudio starts crying and shit. He says, yeah. he's like, he's like, I didn't do anything, man. I swear he fucking cries. Mm-hmm. So then he realizes that, yeah, it couldn't have been him. Lorenzo sees that. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he goes to confront him. But, bro, it fucking, in the narration <laughs> part, it said, Sonny and my father never spoke again. Uh-huh. When right here, they're fucking clearly speaking to one another. <laughs> and he even gets punched. Yeah, yeah. That is a fucking flaw if there's yeah. ever one. If you're narrating um, something, you got to narrate, narrate it as a fact. I mean, that's a flaw, bro. Yeah, That's it, a fucking flaw. It, uh, there is on one. a technicality, but Lorenzo comes up and says, what the fuck did you do to my son? And then he's like, get the fuck out of here. And then they, they just cuss at each other and tell each other to fuck off. So I, is that really talking to each other, Manny? It is. <laughs> yeah, okay. It is. Yeah, technically, okay, you're right. But I guess maybe he meant they never had a deep conversation again. Yeah, well, they, they should have never narrated that then. <laughs> it could have been taken out. That's a flaw, dude. Yeah, okay. I'll agree with you. Thank you. <laughs> I was a little heated about that, dude. Okay. <laughs> Still, hey, man, even legends make mistakes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why when you said that, I fucking had a flashback of the Sandlot. <laughs> what does he say? Like, legends never die. Legends here, right? never die. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Man. So, yes. Now to the scene where the Collagero's friends go to the neighborhood and they, they, uh, they fuck up uh, like the stores, right, with the mm-hmm. Molotovs yeah. and shit like that. One of them does not go off, and well, dude, you gotta have some fucking balls to fucking pick that motherfucker up and throw it back. <laughs> he threw a fucking strike into the car too. Jeez. Yeah. Mm. Oh, you let me back up a little bit, dude. So, okay. so one of uh, Collagero's friends fucking lights a cigarette. What uh, a yeah, fucking yeah. stupid ass thing to do. Mm-hmm. It, it almost, I was like, fuck, I wish it would have blown up, dude. Yeah, but then I mean, this it shit happened. Have, technically, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So that's what ends up happening, and then. The the car ignites on fire. They all fucking die. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. And then we flash forward to where I say fucking amends, okay? Mm-hmm. Which, um, like, Collagero goes to, like, the bar area where they tell her, hey, hey, Jane's, like, around the corner. Yeah. First of all, what the fuck's she doing there? She's not supposed to really be on that part of the neighborhood. Yeah. Let alone at night by herself. Uh-huh. Right? And I put in quotations amends, bro, because the last fucking thing that happened was Collagero called Willie the N-word. Okay. The ugliest word in the world. Mm. And then when they see each other, she's like, I missed you. What the fuck do you mean I missed you, dude? <laughs> like, what the fuck? And especially how the line came off just so fucking forced and horrible. I was like, dude, this is so bad. Mm. Like, fire her on the spot, dog. Man. I, I don't, again, dude, horrible. Okay. Uh, the, the Her dialogue is shit, dude. <laughs> and doesn't make it even better when, when, when she says it so fucking half-heartedly, dude. Yeah, well, he did say the N-word, so maybe she's pretty half-hearted about it. <sighs> I missed you. What the fuck is that? Give me a fucking break, dog. <laughs> that was fucking horrible, dude. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's clearly we're in the wrap up phase, like uh-huh. this. So yeah, so then okay, so this is like the part where like when after they fucking like forgive each other, whatever. Um, he because she wait a minute, so she was walking right, mm-hmm. but then she has her car, so maybe she was like looking for him, maybe. I think so, right? Well, because... It has to be that, right? Because I was under the impression that she was walking around. I think it's because his friends, they all got burned alive and she thought he was in there. Mm. So she was looking for him, I think. I don't mm. know. Could be, brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. That still doesn't excuse her shitty acting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So let's let's back up a little bit, all right? So the doors are locked. And she says... And this is where, like, Collagero has a, the, like an epiphany. Like, oh, shit. Like, my friends, they were supposed to, like, fuck up your... Your neighborhood. Yeah. Right? So then locks the door. He says, let me give you your keys or whatever. Uh-huh. And then he and then she does the car test, dude. Mm-hmm. She goes in there and like unlocks the door. And then he celebrates, right? Mm-hmm. And then the fucking like the lock thing going yeah. up could also like also symbolize a boner. <laughs> if you think of it. No, I'm serious too, dude. I'm serious, dude. All right. Okay. It could be. I, mean, I guess. Mm-hmm. I didn't think that deep into it. Yeah, so she she passed the car test. Okay. So now you know that she is a keeper. Mm-hmm. All right? So now they go to the neighborhood, and he sees his friends. They're all burnt and shit. Ooh, what a fucking, like, hard line that was when the guy says, like, you're, you guys were white. Now you're like us or something like that. Oh, Did you catch that, dude? No, I didn't catch that. Yeah, like, you had to, because it's, like, off into the back. And he's like, and I was like, fuck, dude, that was fucked up they yeah to say. they were talking shit pretty much yeah. the time yeah yeah again dude he's not supposed to be in that side of the neighborhood let alone with jane also yeah he's gonna four fucking burps dog <laughs> this really this corona is really doing a number on me dude yeah i mean it's a it's a court mm. that's right man <laughs> fuck oh but but again dude sorry i'm using my track here <laughs> he shouldn't be there so then he takes off and then this is where he realizes like oh shit man like i should have been in that fucking car and it's, yeah. it's the reason i'm not in there is because sunny mm-hmm. sunny saved my fucking life yeah. i gotta go thank him right he goes into the bar they're having a cool fucking party and i just like the whole slow motion of it mm-hmm. how it's all starts unfolding and then like sunny sees collagero from across the room and he's even smiling and shit yeah and you can see a guy from behind and collagero fucking sees him and fucking shoots him right in the fucking head, bro. Oof. Horrible. Horrible yeah. shit right there. Mm-hmm. And then this is when it gets revealed that the guy that shot Sonny was the son of the person that, that he that, killed. That yeah. Sonny had killed earlier in the film. Mm-hmm. So I was like, damn, it did come back to effect. That was fucked up shit, man. Mm-hmm. So then we fast forward to the funeral. A lot of flowers there. A lot of people fucking paying their respects, dude. One of them being Carmine. And this is the gentleman from the car earlier in the mo- uh, in the film, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. who got hit with the bat, right? Yep. And I did say, like, oh, I saw who it was, dude, and it was fucking Joe Pesci, dude. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna rewind it to see if it yeah. was. Because every time I every time I watch this movie, I'm always gonna say I'm gonna rewind it to go look, but I never do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, I saw right away. Okay. That it was him. Okay. Yes. I thought it was a nice cameo too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he just tells him, like, yeah, Sonny saved my life. Uh, and then he has that mean old scar on the yeah. side of his head and everything. That's my flaws. It looked like it was still healing. Like, fuck, it's oh. like 20 years later. Yeah, you, you still right? still healing that bitch? Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Point it out, brother. Point out the flaws, man. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what this podcast is for. Mm-hmm. 
So we even even legendary actors, they're gonna we're gonna have to point out their flaws, dog. Legends never die. <laughs> Did we find our intro for this episode? <laughs> yeah, so back to the task at hand. Yes, yes. Okay. Carmine tells him, I'm going to be the one in charge while everything gets settled down now that Sonny's gone. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's that. Um, and then this is where Lorenzo comes in. He Even he, as much as uh, they had their differences and everything, he still goes to pay his respects. Yes. He tells Sonny he's laying in the casket. Never disliked you, but I did resent you for making Claudio grow up way too fast. Mm-hmm. And then this is that's basically the ending of the movie. They pay their respects. They leave. Mm-hmm. And I like the whole narration as it ends. And it says that the saddest thing in the world is is uh, the saddest thing in life is wasted talent. Yeah. And that ends a Bronx tale. Overall, a flawed movie, but I still very much enjoyed it. Uh, I thought it was very fantastic. Besides the obvious fucking acting, <laughs> uh, I thought it was a, a very rewatchable film, man. I very much enjoyed it, brother. What, what do you got to say? Don't give me like the overall thing yet, quite yet. Just what do you got to say, bro? I've always liked this movie. When I first saw it, way back when, mm-hmm. it always stuck with me. I've watched it every so often, uh, not every year, maybe every couple years to three years, but I've seen it quite a few times, and every time I've always enjoyed it. Now that you've mentioned how bad that girl's <laughs> acting is, I'm yeah. gonna have to pay more attention to it because I because I kind of tuned it out. But overall, man, I think this is a solid movie. It is, man. Let me back up. I'm sorry. Okay, she's not as bad like Tommy Wiseau is. Mm-hmm. He's on a whole fucking level of, of horrible. Mm-mm. She's nowhere near Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I I I'm sorry. That's a whole nother league. Yes, big time, brother. All right, brother. So now it's time for the segment for um uh, some of the actors uh-huh. for their later work. Um, I mean, we're gonna go with Robert De Niro. Uh, I mean, fuck, dude, the fuck his his movies speak for themselves. Yeah. Uh, we can go and fucking list a million of them, but I'm gonna tell you uh one of, if not one of my favorite fucking Robert De Niro movies, and that is The Deer Hunter. Mm, yes. Have you seen that one, dude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking great movie. Um, man, Christopher Walken, his acting in the movie, especially yeah. in the fucking Russian roulette scene. Mm-hmm. Mm, good shit right there, man. Uh. I would say go out of your way and check out The Deer Hunter. That is a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you recommend for uh, Robert De Niro films, brother? Robert De Niro. I've always liked Taxi Driver. But yeah. that's, I mean, that's an obvious one. Yeah. My favorite one is still probably Casino. I know I know you and I were talking about Goodfellas and Casino. I, yeah. I view Casino The Edge just because I've Oof. seen it so many times. I feel like Casino is a movie I can watch every day and oh. and never get bored. Yeah, good. I I'm giving the slight edge to Goodfellas, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I like that one just a little better. Yeah, but you can't go wrong with either. Uh-huh. Fucking great, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, next, we're gonna go with Chaz Palminteri, who played Sonny. Mm-hmm. The only other movie I saw him in is The Usual Suspects. Yeah, yeah. That's the only. Apparently, he was in Night at the Roxbury, bro. I don't fucking remember him in that movie. <laughs> I don't remember that movie yeah. at all, dude. Like when I'm, I was checking out his filmography. I was like, uh-huh. he was in fucking Night at the Roxbury. I don't remember mm-hmm. him in there. Yeah. I honestly don't. Okay. But yeah, he was in The Usual Suspects. I'm pretty sure it's a movie everybody's already seen. Yeah. But if you haven't, please go out of your way. It has a great twist ending mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin Spacey. A young Benicio Del Toro's in that movie. Yep. Great fucking movie, man. I think one of the Baldwin brothers, too. I was about to say, which one? <laughs> I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> that part was funny. How he's like, he's like, give me the fucking gun, you cocksucker, man. When he's, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that part was fucking funny, dude. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Uh, mm. Do you have uh, any... Are any of these actors, brother, you want to bring up too? Or or what do you say? You think it's time to rack it up, brother? I think it's time, man. It's time, brother. If you don't mind, let me go first while we do the overall, yeah? Go first. All right, man. 
get a swig real quick. Mm-hmm. I didn't do, I didn't go all the way and get like my research because I don't know if Robert De Niro directed any other films. Okay. So I, I also don't know if this was his first one, but I mm. think it is. Okay. All right. So I got to say, for it being his first one, let's say it was his first one. It's very good. Uh, cinematography wise, there's some fucking amazing shots in this. Um, the acting is very good, except for you know who. <laughs> um, I like the dialogues here. Chaz Palminteri was fucking awesome, dude. Mm-hmm. I I think he was probably my favorite character in this film. Yeah, he did his job so fucking well. And I also like that I had read that Chaz actually wrote the play because yeah, this film is based me, yeah. on a play, mm-hmm. right? And it's so cool how he wrote the play. And him and Robert De Niro came together and turned it into a film. Mm-hmm. And how just he's got to be so proud of how everything came to fruition, you know? Mm-hmm. It's fucking nice shit right there, man. Overall, again, Robert De Niro's a fucking legend. He's he's fucking awesome. Um, I do think it's a fairly like rewatchable movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I think a little over two hours, but I don't think if I don't feel like it, it felt like really long or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But overall, brother, I'm gonna give it a seven stars out of ten, man. This was okay. a very enjoyable film. I, I can definitely rewatch it many times. Uh-huh. Yeah. I've seen this movie, like I said, ten to fifteen times over the past twenty years. It has always been like a staple. I may not see it every year, as I mentioned before, but I always find myself coming back to it and watching it. I know I don't know it as well as I know Casino, obviously, mm-hmm. but this is a great movie. The acting is really well done. I I won't lampoon <laughs> that poor lady as much as you did. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I do see some flaws now. But overall, this is kind of a, it's kind of a feel-good movie, right? There's yeah. interesting aspects to it. I like the whole good, the good guy and the bad guy and the, the young kid trying to find his way. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting seeing Robert De Niro not be the bad guy because yeah. you know Goodfellas and in Casino he was the the bad mob guy. So overall, I'm gonna give this one also a seven out of ten. It's solid. Yeah, it's, it is a solid movie, mm-hmm. huh? It's just it's really good. It's very enjoyable. And to kind of echo what you said, you like the two, uh, like two like this kid who pretty much has like two father figures. Yeah, and just how the the com- the comparisons between them mm-hmm. between the good one and the bad one. But they're both want the best for him. Uh-huh. Just it just it's magnified a little more just because one of them's a mob boss, mm-hmm. even though he actually gives him fucking solid advice. Yeah, and a lot of in a lot of the scenes, mm-hmm. you know, I thought Chaz Palminteri was fucking great, bro. Yeah, he yeah. was so good in this movie. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do you say, brother? I think it's time to wrap it up, man. It's time to wrap it up, brother. So thank you everybody for taking uh, some time out of your busy day to check out this episode, man. Please uh, watch out for next week's episode. I am fucking pumped for next week's, bro. It yeah. was a movie that was not supposed to be done, mm-hmm. but we, you know, <laughs> we got to roll with the punch. No pun intended. <laughs> I, I didn't, no pun intended, I swear. Yeah. yeah and, it, it, you know, just shit happens, man. Yeah. And we just, we picked a different movie. It's going to be fucking sick. I can't fucking wait, dude. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Pumped. I'm, I'm excited. pumped. So please prepare yourself for this one, dude. It's going to be fucking dope. I, I've already rewatched the film. I can't wait to get started, bro. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be good, man. So remember to be kind to one another. Uh, much love to all of you, all right? Peace. Mwah. See you later.
Thank you for sticking with us to the very end. Please join us next week as we review a classic 80s martial arts film. And that movie is Bloodsport, a film directed by New Arnold. So please check out the film and then join us for the discussion portion of the show. Love to all and bottoms up. Bottoms up.